<laughs> Welcome! Hi, we're back! If these ovaries could talk, season two begins now. Right now, this second. I hope you're ready. I just turned it into like almost like a basketball tournament. Uh, yeah, I don't go there. It was like there. got very ESPN uh, there. Um, well, I'm Jamie. <laughs> I'm Robin. And we're your hosts. For season two and season one as well. Both seasons. Is it amazing we didn't replace ourselves in the off season? <laughs> <on> the hiatus? <laughs> Let's discuss what happened on our hiatus. Oh my God, Robin. First of all, I'd like to say I got recognized on the street. Oh, okay. <laughs> also, I got recognized at my job. And I know that sounds weird. Like, yeah, of course you did. It's your job. But like a new <laughs> employee saw my If These Ovaries Could Talk sticker. And she was like, is that, what, why do you, do you, why do you have to that? that? And I was like, no, that, that's my podcast. And she was like, oh, my wife and I are big fans. That's amazing. Yeah, I was on the phone with my wife on the street. And this girl likes I'm sorry, I don't usually do this. I was like, oh my God, you can do this all the time. Like, like really, for anyone who should ever see us. <laughs> we like, love just, it. We're not going to be upset by no. that. I mean, because we're nobody. So we, we know it. By the way, now no one's going to do it because we sound like losers. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I took I took some vacation time. What about you? I sure did. We, we, we hit the Cape. Ooh, I've spent a lot of time on the Cape in my life. What did you, uh, did you take some time off there, Jamie? I did. From well, my Google Docs and spreadsheets. <laughs> do, do I ever look at your Google Docs and spreadsheets? You don't. It's so upsetting to me. <laughs> I do sometimes. I'm getting better at it. You are. I, I did. Actually, on my vacation, we took a week at the beach with our oh, friends. Nice. Mm-hmm. nice. We did that. That was fun. Spent some time in San Francisco, which is not necessarily a uh, vacation because that's shout out just to your mom. going home. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to moms. Well, we also... You and I, we, we got can. a little bit of a book deal on we, the hiatus. A little one. A little bit of a book deal. We're we're writing a book. With we're gonna be working with Lit Riot Press and, and our and our good friend Ben Taylor. And we're Who super I love. excited. I love Ben Taylor. He I mean, thinks I'm hilarious, so I love him. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're going to be right. Well, we have to write the book. So yeah. there's that. That's going to probably happen. We signed a contract. <laughs> it's definitely happening, Ben. And uh, I feel like we had another big piece of news. We had a huge piece of news. What's that? We got nominated for the People's Choice Podcast Awards. Right? Isn't that amazing? I mean, I'm like beside myself. Uh, that came, that didn't come from us, guys. I that came, came, I came from the people. The people. Whoever, whoever, whoever thank you, you were people. who submitted us, we love you and we thank you. That It's so exciting I to know. be nominated for something. I know. Wow. And that's that's all the, all the time we had. That was our hiatus. Then <laughs> we did it all. Anyway, I feel like people are like, I don't want to listen to these no, two. Let's no. get let's get to it, yeah. shall we? <laughs> all right, our first guest, who I'm I'm super excited about. Me too. Emma Brox. Emma Brox, a fellow author. Oh. <laughs> So she insulting actually, to Emma Brock. I know she. No, she's she's, she's a true, she's real published. author. Um, published more than once. Um, but she wrote this book called "An Excellent Choice: Panic and Joy on My Solo Path to Motherhood." So, as you can imagine, we're going to be talking about being a single mom by choice. Yes, she's a single mom by choice, which is which is the reason we wanted to talk to her in the first place. And then once we read her book, we realized. Oh my goodness, this woman has a lot more of a story. She has quite honestly the most interesting relationship that set up that I've ever heard of. I'm it's amazing. Have She's, we piqued your interest? I hope so. Let's just let's get to it. Okay. Welcome, Emma. Oh my God. I mean, you're our first real life author sitting in this chair. Yes. Really? I'm honored. Thank you for having me. 
So we've both read your book, An Excellent Choice. It's actually propped up over there on the (laughs) side so that we can stare at it every once in a while during the interview. (laughs) Excellent. Um, It's a fantastic book. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for writing it. It's just well-written and fun. I actually did the audio book version of it, which was like, I feel like we're friends now. So I think I might be creepy. Because you read it. Be creepy. Um, In the audio book, like it's you reading, right? Yeah, which was weird and awkward because there's a lot of gynecology in the book. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I felt no shame writing it, but reading it aloud, I felt some shame. Robin has experienced that a little bit because on our podcast, we have to say some words. Yeah, I don't do well with the words. My face is getting right now. vagina. I know. See, see? everybody just cringed. All right, let's get off us because I feel like that's the best way to go out of that jam. Let's talk Um, elevator pitch. always start elevator pitch. So elevator pitch about you and your family because you have a family with a capital F. The elevator pitch that I say to myself, because the whole point of an elevator pitch, I thought, was that it's supposed to be the cleanest cell. Sure. Right, right. So it is just single mother by choice of twins. Okay, so let, so that's okay. the really, really condensed, like that's the brown sugar pack type yes. version. <laughs> right. Um, Kitchen metaphors. That uh, brackets okay. with a sort of partner who lives upstairs with her own child that she had on her own. Wow, now that it just got a, juicy. That Close is a, brackets, full stop. Oh. oh my God, Jamie, you need to listen to this. Listen. We were hanging out at Calgary with our kids and our wives, celebrating pride with some sweet potato fries. When your eyes got wide and migrated from your Frito pie, you said, hey, I got an idea. So we made a million Google Docs, which sounds a bit insane, but so is getting lost when you're just two blocks away. And in spite of heavy breathing in your pregnancy brain, our podcast baby was born. Yeah. If these ovaries could talk, they'd be Robin keeping us on track so dutifully. If these ovaries could talk, they'd be Jamie saying everything is beautiful be. because love is love. If you don't have to make a family by taking the traditional That is amazing. Where did you get this? Uh, No big deal, but I used Songfinch to have a song made about us kicking off season two. Robin, Uh that's so very thoughtful (laughs) of you. No, I know. Listen, I'm very thoughtful. I don't think I get enough credit for that. Mm. But but listen to me. (laughs) At Songfinch, you can get personalized songs that start at $99 and they are delivered in seven days. Seven days, Jamie. Wow. So wait, so they just have songwriters on staff? Yeah. That's like wow. their whole thing. They have this songwriting community with over 300 professional musicians. Wow. I sh- I really, I should do one for Anne. I really I need mean, to. You should. I should. I think you're probably usually in trouble at home. Um, yeah. Well, but, you know. Excuse me. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. You need to do one for me. This is like, oh, what, this is like well, that makes sense because I'm, I'm usually in trouble with you. It's a val- that's a valid point. <laughs> I'll do one for you. Okay, thank you. Sure. And for everyone at home, you can make one too. Ooh. So you just need to go to songfinch.com and use their promo code OCT and you get 20 bucks off your own personalized song from scratch. Oh, so there's no reason why you shouldn't. None. None. We all should. Do it. I want like five more of these. Okay, well, let's do that. Wow. Um. Okay, well, so let's let's start with let's the single mother by that. choice thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well... 
I turned 37. That was it, right. uh -huh. which is early. I mean, I've been upbraided by lots of women who tell me I shouldn't have started panicking until 44. That, oh. that's, I mean, 44? I, I know. Right. Well, that's crazy talk. I think 44, so. 44, you're not using your own eggs. Right, exactly. Well, you know what? Well, if I hadn't met my wife, who was older than me, mm. I wouldn't have thought about it until I was in my 40s. I think I would, I'm 40 now. Mm. I would have started thinking about it now. I, I think because I, I would have around your age. Thirty was like thirty-eight big thin. Yeah. You guys are planners, and I was really worried about the money because I knew that it was going to be expensive because mm -hmm. it was going to have to right. be assisted. Mm -hmm. And every year after forty was going to be another fifteen grand. Right. Yeah, so yeah. It's like I've got or to just get like cracking. also uh, for me, it was math. Mm. It was like every year beyond that, I was doing the math of how old I would be when my kid was eighteen. Oh, really? Like, and when they're coming out of college, am mm. I going to be like the old lady who's just like my back? You know. <laughs> By the way, I am going to be that. I already am now. We but. already are. Yeah, we we are. are. No, I, I didn't think of the age thing. Yeah, but I did. I, th I thought in terms of money and mm -hmm. I thought in terms of outcome that okay. mm. I would be devastated if I couldn't do right. it. Right, right. Which so I never, which was a shock to me also because it's not like I, just, I hadn't sat there for five years like hoping that I could have a no, kid. No, even in your book, you talk about how it wasn't like a big dream of yours mm -hmm. you didn't, so much you didn't, so. You didn't think you'd be a parent? I thought I would, but it was just like a background assumption. Right. right. Suddenly the possibility that it wouldn't happen just completely floored me. It just overtook you. So, yeah. So then it honestly took about another 18 months of dithering to mm -hmm. actually action that. What were you doing during the dithering? Were well, there, you... there were so many choices to make. I mean, mm. it, like, apart from like sourcing the donor sperm, the, the fact that I, you know, choosing a doctor, figuring mm -hmm. out where I was going to have the kid. Did you, I, did you have the kid in the United States? I did. But for a millisecond, I thought, you know, all of my homing pigeon instincts kicked uh -huh. in and I was like, I can't do this in a foreign country. I have to go back to Britain. I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Which was ridiculous and impractical. Were Not you alone here? Like, did you have friends and family here? I had friends, no family. My dad's in London. I, okay. I just started in this relationship, mm -hmm. but it wasn't deep set enough to right. necessarily destabilize that. And then luckily, while I was in the middle of this, I went back to London for a week right. and was reminded <laughs> of why I left in the first place. Oh. <laughs> which is why, I'm curious. Well, I, London, I things, love London. Because I want to leave. I well, yeah. I, I, I adore London. I'm sure I'll end up back there at some point. But mm -hmm. it, it's just, especially if it's something like elective, like it's amazing if you are genuinely sick because obviously mm -hmm. it's all free. And it's, I have to say, it's amazing how you talk about healthcare in our country versus England. Yeah. It, you, uh, it's it, because I look at it like, oh my God, you got, they have everything. It's free. But go, please do Delve well, into this because I found this fascinating in your book. I mean, the benefit massively outweighs the cost. The NHS will look after you, you know, kind of from the cradle to the grave. That's what right. it's supposed to do. But in this one particular area, I think if it's effectively a lifestyle choice, mm -hmm, it is mm -hmm. not set up to give you choices right. um, because why should it? It's an incredibly expensive procedure, which means that the private sector hasn't developed to the extent that it has over here in right. terms of fertility clinics. You've just got a much narrower choice. And also because compared to the US fertility industry, the British one is massively regulated. Uh, there's a donor sperm shortage. Um, a shortage? Yeah, a total shortage because they changed the law a few years ago so that there's no such thing as anonymous do donor sperm. All oh. children have a right to trace now. So no guys are when donating. They're 18, when they're 18, okay. yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, but can you imagine all those guys right. who like, yeah. want to be drunk in they college just and want donate? Money. Totally. Yeah. It's a huge disincentive. So there's a waiting list at lots of clinics. Uh -huh. And there's also, you can't find anything uh -huh. out either. It's all like, like friends of mine who've done it in England, most of them have shipped sperm from the US. I, w w my um, wow. my bank ships internationally. It? And yeah. in, in our donor family, there's someone in Australia, someone in oh, Colombia, and I want to say another country wow. in one of my kids' donors because oh. I have two different donors. In Britain, they make you have counseling if you want to, if you're a single woman 
who wants to have a kid on her own and have fertility treatment, you have to go and see a therapist. Oh, now we had to do that here. Did you? Because for, for IVF, if you're if the other person is going to get your eggs, because mm. my partner and I looked into that, I had to do like we had to meet with a therapist and then do like I had to do like psychological profile testing. Oh wow! Before because I guess the FDA treats it like I'm giving her a liver. Oh, interesting. That was a new law. I mean, I, you know, I've cal- I've calmed down about it a bit now, and actually. It's not a bad thing in and of itself, but to me, it sent the signal that this was perverse right, and that it was right. dysfunctional. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But uh, question, oh. do, would, would they still pay for portions of it, but you just have to jump through a lot of hoops or are you still also paying the way that you pay here? Oh, so you can get it on the NHS, but the, but you 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 won't. Like it, the, the waiting it list take is so 10 long. Years. So you would go to a private clinic. Exactly, it would take forever. And in, in your late thirties, you would qualify for like a very few cycles. So, but the private clinics, I think, are still either mandated or strongly recommended to offer counselling services to single women who rock up asking for... Is it the same for lesbian couples or gay couples? I don't think it is. I think it's the condition of being single and wanting a child that is seen to be deeply is a big problematic. bias, huh? Yeah, I think so. so. Had you been married to a woman, it might have been an easier path. Because it would have been very easy because uh, British laws are very liberal about that. Right, um, okay. And it's interesting, it's the same deal like with insurance companies. Insurance companies obviously are now have to, because of discrimination, mm-hmm. anti-discrimination laws, pay for gay couples having fertility treatment, but they don't have to pay for single women. Oh, Still interesting. Oh. Yeah, my insurers wouldn't cover it. <gasps> wow. That's it's so funny because it's like something that we don't think about because we're all steeped in our, you know, we're being discriminated against and all that business, but it's another step worse for it, a single it, woman. I mean, how many, how many women have a partner at first and then they're gone as soon as the baby comes? It's so, mean, I mean, it's, it's every woman's struggle, Especially it? because you could just be, like some states like New York, you could just be a domestic partner. It's like $35 in a form and then $36 to not be a domestic partner. Oh, so yeah. like you could do that. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, that would have been a ways around Sorry. that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then you wouldn't have had your book. You wouldn't have the book we're pointing at. An excellent choice. It was totally worth it. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah. So in the end, I just came running back into the arms of the American system. Just so happy that I could just put my credit card down and make it all happen in yeah. a couple of weeks. You mentioned that there was like a lot of different choices you have to make. Was it harder coming into a system like where you weren't used to making choices about a doctor? Yes. And- it's very unnerving for British people to be presented with choice of any kind when it can't, well, generally, and also particularly with medicine. It's so funny too in your book when you're like, you had just gotten used to the American way of your, the doctor putting something else on your form to get what you needed, but they had to lie and say it was something else so they could get the full coverage. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a whole thing, which I don't feel like my doctors do that much for me that, but it Nobody is ever totally did that for a me. thing. I was like, I'm clearly going to the wrong doctors. <laughs> yeah. It was all baffling and terrifying and the hoops it, we go through. Totally. And it, but it felt to me like the equivalent of being asked by your airline to choose a pilot. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know how to make that choice. <laughs> Shouldn't you make yeah. that choice? Can you can you reach those buttons up there? Exactly. I don't know. Well, and we call it lesbian drafting. Like a lot of us just followed the people that we knew and what they did. Right. We were like, you mm-hmm. went to this clinic, so then I went there. Sure. Yeah. Well, actually, the first clinic that I went to was a recommendation from a lesbian couple who had hit the jackpot. They'd had tons of kids. Um, (laughs) But that was the one that I I just, and this is so weird that that you start judging on such unscientific criteria that I found the OBGYN when I met her. She was just so drippy and she was like, she had these big sad (laughs) eyes and she was like, she practically stroked my arm like I was bereaved. And I was like, I cannot spend months with British. Please don't touch me. You remind me a lot of my wife. (laughs) Because I would have been like, I love that she stroked my arm. (laughs) I'm like, get off. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Space personal. <laughs> Back it up. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you start picking some doctors. Yes. And then I, what I'm curious about is this 18 months. What Were, you, were there points you were where dithering. you were stopped? Yeah. I want to know what the dithering was. I feel like I was like water circling down a drain. I was just like going round and round and round. I was trying to decide whether to use known sperm from a friend, which right. is what initially mm-hmm. felt more natural to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I came to the conclusion, like many of us do, that that was just too complicated. And then, and then it was just basically just to getting my nerve up. I, w- mm. I kept losing my nerve, and I kept thinking it's too weird. I don't think I can do it. You know, what will people say? Which is so strange because it's not like I live my life like that. What's weird? What felt weird? I didn't know anyone. I, I knew one person who'd done it, mm-hmm. and no one in the generation above me. This was someone a few a few years older. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had no template. I had trouble imagining what it would look like. I didn't know where we were going to live. Mm-hmm. I, I was also, you know, I felt dislocated in a million different ways. Then I yeah. also had this relationship going on at the same time, which was unresolved. Mm. So I just kept getting near to making the decision and then retreating. Mm-hmm. And then the whole thing of even just picking donor sperm, I think I've, if I'd have been embedded in the lesbian community slightly more, all of this would have been normalized because I would have right. known a million people. I would have just been single, but I, but the donor sperm stuff would have been something I was very familiar with. Yep. But, but I wasn't. I was in a very straight social group. Right. So it all felt alien. Probably the donor sperm thing was the biggest mm. hurdle, actually. I just, you know, I was worried that it would be difficult for the kid. I didn't know how you made that choice. It seemed inc- like, how how do it's you like make that choosing choice? choosing Superman. We say that mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, yep. it's it so is. weird. And then all the things that I worried about, as it turned out, were, were meaningless. Right. Always. Always, right? right? But isn't it terrifying how close you come to making huge decisions on the basis mm-hmm. of nonsense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've said it before. I'll say it again. We were like, oh, eczema. And we, when then we, well, that was the moment where we were like, what are we doing? Acne. Yeah. Ours was acne. Yeah. We're like, like, who doesn't get acne? Yeah. But we, we were like, like oh, what are no. we being insane? It's, oh, my God. But it's, it does feel like this massive life decision you're basing on your computer screen. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, it, it's got to be sperm no matter what. Yeah. So yeah. that's... <laughs> Why are we? Why are we debating this? It's, yeah. it's going to be sperm, exactly. And yeah. you'll never know. This is the thing. You'll never know. <laughs> right. It could all be lies. Yeah, it could yeah. all be lies, and who cares? Wait, 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 Jamie. Before what? we go to our next question, I have to tell you something very serious. What? Actually. I found a new snack bar for the kids. Oh my God. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something no, awful. No. No, I just needed you to understand the gravity and the importance of finding RX bars for oh. kids so that I don't have to give my kids goldfish on yet another long distance road trip. Uh, oh, I love RX bars. You didn't know this. Uh, listen, I don't want to give my kids crap. Mm-mm. I want, as you know, whole food ingredients especially in smaller kid-friendly flavors. It's true. It is true. Those kids' bars are like fantastic flavors. Mm-hmm. There's chocolate chip, PB&J, double chocolate chip, and peanut butter chocolate. I mean, I had zero problem getting my kids to eat them, which is, as you know, pretty much a miracle. Yeah, I feel like I tricked my kids into eating a bar that has loads of protein, absolutely zero added sugar, and no gluten, soy, dairy, or bad stuff. That is a parent win, Jamie. Mm-hmm. And, and the adult bars are good too. I am all about the blueberry. Or the mixed berry, or the coconut chocolate. Do I need to list all 14 flavors? No, Jamie, you do not. Because I can't. Good. good. <laughs> but listen, I've just made an executive mom decision that I'm going to use them before and after my workouts, which is good. Yep. Because I never have food. For breakfast on the go, I'm going to stock the car with them. Listen, for- guys, while Jamie continues to figure out all the places she's going to use RX bars, I've got a deal for our listeners. Ooh. RX bar is offering you an exclusive pack of six adult bars and four kid bars so that the whole family is able to enjoy for 25% off. Off your first order, visit rxbar.com slash OCT. 
and enter the promo code OCT at checkout. OCT at checkout. Do it. Yep. So you were dithering. So it was dithering. And then you make the decision. And then I made the decision because eventually like panic and self-loathing just became bigger than all the other considerations. Because <laughs> sure. I was like, oh my God, look at me. I'm a dithering wreck. This is not a good look. So, I would be a dithering wreck. I love that word. It's <laughs> my new great. favorite. <laughs> um, so then I made a decision. Oh, because then my 38th birthday was looming. Uh-huh. So yeah. that was the kick in the pants that I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I found a fertility doctor who I connected with, who was a crazy conspiracy theorist who <laughs> did not ask about my feelings at any point in the process. You like, just awesome. talked about conspiracy. Like, he was like inside you like, hey, yeah. let, let me tell you about this new the, conspiracy exactly. theory. Why does he have to be inside her? I just, <laughs> I just picture her I in know, a It's stirrups, like a great you know, scene, right? Visual. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Or the movie version of it, if these ovaries could talk, yeah. Yeah. you're in the stress. <laughs> so then, yes, I did that. And then it just started. And then it was amazingly quick. I mean, it was so weird having made the decision, being able to just turn up. So you pick the sperm. Yeah. You found your doctor. You go in, you do IUI. Yeah. And it happens quickly. Relatively. I mean, I'm, I make an enormous meal out of it in the book. Now, <laughs> I, think I, I think I string <laughs> that out for a bit. <laughs> yeah, because it's, I mean, it's such every, a unique story. Yeah. Doing that whole process. And it's the thing is, you, you don't know it's going to be short. No, you or don't. Or long. You have no idea. I feel like everyone is constantly telling us that this could be the beginning of like mm-hmm. a 15-year life battle. Yeah, which course. is going to ruin you financially. And you're 38 and already. Yeah. You're geriatric. You're so. geriatric. Exactly. So I had four failures and then and then the twins. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's which was good. Very lucky inside of six months. Um, and twins with IUI. No, well, yeah, but medicated, that's... Medicated. Medicated. But still. Over-medicated. Yeah, but then I looked into this... Twins with IUI is probably more common. No. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah, because we're medicated. IUI because, is. Yeah. Because oh, they're making I was more medicated. We were both medicated for all our IUIs and I never thought about, thank God I didn't know that it's more. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I, they, apparently they explained it to me, but I just tuned that stuff out. Yeah. So. Right. Well, you but, have to, right? You have to, because you, you wouldn't do it. Where did, so... Did you go in this thinking, I want a single child? Oh, God, I mean, yeah. It would never, I'm, a sing, I'm an only child and I was quite happy with that yeah. circumstance. Ah, yeah. So I just thought one tiny little one is good. portable baby. My was, baby in a bag. Yeah, in a bag. I, honestly, <laughs> like I just a tiny I, little dog. Yeah. I, I honestly had an idea that I could take it with me to the pub in <laughs> yes, a car seat yes, and yes. just shove it under the table. Yes. <laughs> oh. Don't we all? <sighs> I still tried. No, I still try sometimes. Wait, I want to ask Doesn't a question work. before we get off the single mom by choice thing is, did you ever feel like people were coming at you emotionally for making this choice? I did, but it wasn't as gruesome as I thought it was. It would be. It was men mainly mm-hmm. who felt somehow personally attacked by the sperm donor thing, which is really weird because I was seeing a woman anyway. It's not like I was being heterosexual. I'm already off, not available to you. So exactly. One of them in particular, my friend, he got really uptight about it and said it's like eugenics you don't um, give guys a chance to show you their charm and I was just like how is it you think I'm going to do that I'm never going to meet this guy this no. is insane and then eventually after I questioned him it turned out that he believed that he would not have been picked in this lineup and that oh, he was feeling that he was feeling less than he was feeling less because than because you chose Superman I guess and yeah because he didn't feel he was tall enough and all of my male friends and like but I say this none of my male friends would have been picked because none of them can catch a ball or throw one <laughs> and some of them aren't tall enough but I would never be picked if I was an egg donor because half of my family are alcoholics. I was trying to weed out the big girl German stock and my alcoholic parents. Like I was like, I was like, they look thin and they don't sound drunk. Let's, this is a good donor. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So there was that, but I didn't mind that because mm-hmm. it was like, okay, I understand what's going on there. It's got nothing to do with me. That's just you and your self-esteem. Mm-hmm. The thing that I found 
trickier was when it got back to me that people who had been to my face, relatively supportive were, oh. and these weren't close friends. None of my close friends to my knowledge did this, but it was like colleagues. It's always colleagues. It's like, always, it's always the work people. Isn't it always? It's like the structure. It's like they take, they take the position of high school yeah. like mm -hmm. friends. Yeah. And it got back to me that someone at work had said classic language that she thought it was problematic what I was doing. Ooh. That sounds like someone Linda from <laughs> HR. Yeah. Right, right, right. It's problematic. Like, what, what, how is it problematic to you? And mind your business. Exactly. Really? I'm going to punch her in the we'll face Go for raise you. your own kids. I, exactly. <laughs> Linda <laughs> from HR. <laughs> which you're a shitty mom. I know. Exactly. <laughs> well, I had all of those sentiments. And then that was it, really. There was nothing. There was nothing from my dad. There was, no, you know, there was no problem with any of my social group. Did you feel like you needed to set up like a support network, like moving into being a single mom? I mean, it was tricky being in the US because most of my oldest friends are in Britain, but mm -hmm. one of my best and oldest friends is here in the city. And I, I knew that he would step up always. That's oh, great. That's nice. Yeah. And, and in fact, I think he would have been there at the birth if I'd needed him to be. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah. So I felt... And then you said, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> I've got this. Do it on my Don't own. Don't rub my arm. <laughs> Remember the part where I was doing it alone? <laughs> I know. Oh, I do, however, want you for babysitting. Exactly. I know. <sighs> oh, God. I think I've gotten a bit better about that. I like, I cry slightly more now than I, than <laughs> I used to. help. So does yeah. my wife. Interesting. It, Having a baby softens you. It does. It, it does. definitely does. Right. And it hardens you, in other words. All I do is cry. And I already cried before, so it's a problem. I, I'm much more like I'm ruining someone, like a lot. <laughs> yeah. So my mom was very like, we talked about the alcoholic thing. So she was very like in the room, not in the room, mm. you know, oh, like, really? like reading the paper, but like just, I don't like not home. Oh, wow. So I have this whole thing of like, I'm constantly like, am I supposed to be spending time with them right now? Is it okay if I just go in my room right. and watch some TV? Like, yeah. I've been with you all day. I'd like to be alone. Is that all right? So I'm constantly second guessing if I'm ruining them. I think that's normal. I think that is normal. I think you have to do that, right? That's like what, that. I just think that's what good parenting that's probably is. That's what parenting is. is. Like, you're always yeah. questioning. But does it need your... to feel so crappy all the time? <laughs> okay, well. I think that's the point of all parenting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you Make you feel, feel crappy. crappy. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So back to you, Emma. It works. It works. What happens then? Well... Spoiler alert, it was quadruplets for about two weeks. <gasps> yeah. And then two of the longest weeks of your life. Oh my God, what did you do? I just went and had a huge lunch and ate like, <laughs> I ordered every side. I'm eating which, for four. Yeah. I never allow myself to have like the cheese fries and like the corn and the mashed potato. And I just <laughs> and ordered the tater it. Yeah, exactly. I didn't freak out because it was so absurd. I just, and, and also to be unsentimental, I was not going to be carrying for four right. babies. Mm -hmm. If it required intervention, then that's what was going to happen. You knew, you knew yeah. what you were going to do. Yeah. Even did they have that talk with you before? Cause it's not IVF. No, they, I feel like they didn't. They insist that they did, but I, they never know. did with my IUI. They did when I tried I, yeah. the many times we did IVF. They IUI had that just, talk. IUI just feels like the total cowboy frontier <laughs> of fertility treatment. Cause it's they're like, just it like, feels we'll to just me shoot like, it up there. Yeah. But it feels more like they really want you to do IVF and they're just doing it until they can say they've done it and then they're moving you forward. That's true. They have to give you the full dosage yeah. and then they're like, okay. like Because like by working. three times, they're like, we want to move this along. That's exactly it. After yeah. three times. Because their numbers, they have to report their numbers. Yeah. If you had this treatment in Britain, you have to be trying on IUI for 12 months before. Oh my God, which is hideous. So such a, and also such a waste oh, of a woman's life at that age. So it was four. So you, four. you went crazy at lunch. Yeah. I didn't freak out. I just shut down, which as you will have gathered, I'm very good at. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good for you. I've got this. Yeah. Uh, and then two evaporated of their own accord. And by the second, by the second scan, there was just, there was just two. I was like, 
what a result. I'm only carrying two babies. Then it's like a relief. It was. It was like, oh my gosh, this is the easiest thing in the world. Just two. Oh, how funny. <laughs> just two. Yeah. But had had that had somebody told you that before that? No, oh, no, I would have been horrified. If right. I had conceived two without the threat of four, right. <laughs> I think I would have had a total breakdown. Well, look at how the universe works. It's amazing, right? Well, I was officially horrified because I felt like that was the response everybody expected me to. And I also felt slightly sheepish. It was like, this is what happens when single women try and control Mother Nature. Yeah. Right. They get yeah. laughed at and they get right. given more than they can handle. Ooh, and that's a hard place to be. I felt a little bit embarrassed. So then I was like, oh my gosh, it's, this is crazy. I don't know how I'm going to da 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 da. But secretly, all the while, I was like, woohoo, look I at me. Two. I am so fertile. <laughs> Do it. It feels good. I mean, yeah. I kind of secretly don't tell Anne. <laughs> <laughs> Secretly was like, oh God, oh, maybe it will be twins. That would be cool. But at, that was after I had been through so much infertility. Right. But we've gotten into trouble, Robin and I, talking about like twins. Oh God, no. So, so scary. And we've had people write in like, you know, twins are not that bad. You guys shouldn't give them such a bad rap. <laughs> well, we're not. We're not giving them a bad rap. It's just like not our normal. Yeah. I just think they are horrifying in the abstract. And then right. sure. obviously it's the same with all kids. Like you can't even get out of the house with one kid sometimes. Right. Let alone I don't know two how, at yeah. the same age in matching outfits. No, it's not. So <laughs> it's how, not. How is it for you? Like being a mom of twins? Well, it's crazy, but it, it does take the pressure off. Like, because I cannot helicopter too. Oh, right. It's impossible. Yeah. All of my smothering instincts have just uh -huh. been blown to smithereens. Cause you can't. I can't and just also, do it. I think for the dynamic of single mom, one kid, that can get like weird. I totally agree. And my right. mom had that with me a little bit. I mean, I adored her when we had a great relationship. Well, too but close. I think a little bit. She treated yeah. me more like a friend. I was like a 10 year old, more like a 40 year old. What do you, you think know? of this sweater, Emma? <laughs> you like it? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I totally just did that to my daughter when I left the house just now. It's fine. She told me to change. I changed. Right. <laughs> She's four. Not that oh, that's amazing. Really? She's four. Oh my gosh. Mine are just about to get into that. Oh, my daughter, my daughter is the age. girliest daughter ever, and she's yeah. nine, and she so desperately wants us to wear anything better than what we wear. <laughs> so if I wear like a t-shirt that doesn't have a giant logo for my job on it, she's like, "Good job, mom!" Oh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh god. So wait, your 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 twins yeah. are how old? Three and a half. Three and a half. They're just coming into their own now. Mm -hmm. Like they're very. Yeah, they're going to start. Are they going to start pre-K? Pre-K in September. Yeah. Yeah. We just went through that. Oh really? It's, wow. I'm excited for them. Yeah. I think, it's I think. So. It's so good. Okay. I want to get into your family yeah. dynamic. Okay, go for yeah. it. Because you this. mentioned in the book that you are in relationship. Well, actually, you mentioned in your elevator pitch. Yes. You're in a sort of relationship. Yes. Who yeah. lives upstairs. Yes, who lives upstairs. And also has yeah. one kid of her own. Yeah. How does that work? I, didn't, I have no idea, honestly. <laughs> so the reason we live upstairs, downstairs is just the real estate market. It just happened. It's the universe. It just happened. Like I was living in Brooklyn. She was in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. You know, we didn't know what we were doing. Half of me thought I should move to be near my best friend who was further into Brooklyn because I thought he was my most reliable emotional crutch yeah. during mm -hmm. this. And then but all the cues in life tell you that that's inappropriate. And that if, yeah. even if you are tenuously connected to someone romantically, that is the person you're supposed to bond with to have yeah. a kid. And it wasn't appropriate in this right. case because we weren't, we just, the one thing we knew was that we were not suited as co-parents. It's weird, but we just knew really? that we, yeah. Do you have different parenting styles? But, I mean, not, not in a way that causes conflict when we hang out, but I think if there was actual 100% shared responsibility, right. there would be a power struggle. Mm. The fact that neither of us represents a threat to the other one's authority yeah. <laughs> means that it, there's a balance. So, Because you're not in like Brooklyn and Manhattan. You're in the same building yeah. in floors. Yeah. I imagine like, I don't know, a TV sitcom with it people is. going up well, and down. Well, we sold the sitcom, funnily enough. <laughs> you did, did yeah. you, shut up. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. there's going to be a sitcom? Yeah, the pilot just Our first landed. sitcom star. Yeah. Oh my God. 
Yay. I don't know if it's good. I mean, the pilot script just landed, but well, it, it's, we're it, actors. So, <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. So tell us. So I mean, I'm picturing people running up and down the stairs. Yeah, that's it. We use the fire escape. I mean, not the outside. It's not on the outside what? of the building. But oh, the inter- I was like, yeah. what? Yeah. The interior. I was fire like, escape. your three year old is going yeah. down the fire. Great. Good parenting um, choice. And we also really annoy people by going one stop on the elevator all the time. How old is her kid? Uh, five. So he can use the elevator on his own. So you guys met. Yes. Five years ago or so. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like six, five, and six years ago, but yeah. her child is five so she, how yeah, does that pan she, out she's older than me by uh-huh. a few years so when we met she was at the crisis point that for her that yeah that too. which yeah. i couldn't see yet like mm-hmm. so i was just like oh i don't know like why is she blathering on about kids it's mm-hmm. like a million years away <laughs> and to her credit like we were in no position we weren't there yet and she was very shrewd it's this thing that I realized you're either one kind of person or, or another, or, mm-hmm. or it depends totally on your circumstance. But I just at some point realized that my desire to have a child was completely separate from my desire to be in a relationship. It, that like one was not a function of the other. It wasn't like, I want a baby to reflect my love for this person. It was like, I want a baby full stop. It was, it was just, I want a baby full stop. So once you disconnect those two things, your options change. And she felt the same way. She did. She felt the same way. I mean, what are the chances of two people being in a relationship feeling the exact same way about that? It's a good thing she wasn't with me because I would have been like, well, you have to be with me. Well, maybe she, I don't know. Maybe a conversion would have occurred. I don't know, but neither of us was- you don't want a conversion. No, that's true. That's true. That's a divorce when the kids are eight. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to right. talk anyone into anything. It's so no. true. Do you say girlfriend? No, no, no. Because no. you hate girlfriend? No. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Look at that. I don't know what, it's like this language For is For those so of tricky. you who are listening, Emma just tried to take her headphones off and almost <laughs> ran out of the room. <laughs> no, she did <laughs> It doesn't work for some reason. That term does not work for us. Girlfriend. Yeah, girlfriend doesn't work because uh-huh. I, I suppose, because first of all, there's something age, it feels age sure. inappropriate. Like mm-hmm. high school. Like my dad, yeah, my dad doesn't have a girlfriend either. He has a partner. Right. Which Elle, whenever I use that word, she's always like, you make him sound like he's gay. And I, uh, which I think is nonsense. I, uh, people right. have, unmarried people have partners. Anyway, <laughs> partner is the nearest one can it's get. what you kind yeah. of use for I each mean, other. Yeah. I'm assuming you're not dating other people. No, exactly. Right. So no one, but no one's and dating f- other people. For the past five years. No, exactly. Nothing. You've been exclusive. So it is exclusive. Yes, it's true. It's okay. Exclusive. Totally yeah. exclusive yeah. Yeah. on yeah. two separate floors. Yes. She said, oh, look, I just met you. Um, this I'm is new, this. but I'm going to have a baby. Right. And you were like, I get She was that. very clear, like, but it's my baby. Yeah, totally clear. And I found that insane. I was Because I like, what is that? That didn't make okay. any sense Okay, to me. so it was, <laughs> it was hard. For, okay, okay, okay. Right. Actually, I would have been more alarmed if, she's, if she'd have let's said, have let's have a baby, baby together. together. Right. Like, have you lost your mind? Exactly. Just then right. I would have just walked. Yeah. Right. But as it was, I was like, wow, interesting. Okay, I'll stick around because mm-hmm. it's not my problem. She, so she go, she's going through with it and then she's pregnant and it's happening. And do you guys have a conversation about what your role is going to be? We're not awesome at having conversations <laughs> about things. <laughs> it was it was sort of apparent because like I supported her throughout the entire process mm-hmm. and I was involved, but I understood absolutely that this was not going to be my baby. Mm-hmm. And that was crucial. Again, you, I feel like I'm on such thin ice with this language. Mm. It was not my baby. And that's not because it wasn't genetically mine. That's not, you know, right. I, it was just that structurally it was not my baby because I had no rights and responsibilities. I wanted my own baby. Will it progress? Like, would you move in and like, would, or is it how it is with these defined, this is my kid, these are kids, this is your kid? Yeah. Well, so I think at some point we both of us went through phases of assuming that this was 
like we were just incredibly slow burn, right? Too. That, yeah, and that we needed all these legal legal protections because we're both highly controlling, I guess, in some way we must be. But that probably or possibly it would morph into something more conventional. And actually, that's not been the case. What's turned out to be the case is that this is exactly the level that we need to be interacting. And it's working really it well. It is. It works, it works pretty well. There's massive moral support. There's an extra adult who the kids see every day mm-hmm. and who... Oh, every day. Yeah, practically. They don't... And it, what's really interesting is they, they're incredibly close, but of their own sort of discernment, they I, I, I think they understand it's a difference. It's a category difference. It's not a second parent. Like, I think the separate apartments Right, it's the that. big show. Exactly, exactly. Because I'm assuming that you spend some nights in your apartment and some nights... I mean, that might be too personal, but I'm assuming there's nights you don't. We kind of don't just because no one... There's no sleepover. There's no... Not really. The kids just can't manage it it doesn't work mm. it's like it just ends up everyone being awake at two in the morning and mm. running around oh, screaming because, so, uh, yeah, I get that because yeah. it's like a it's like a sleepover with your cousin they're right. like cousins yeah exactly cousins, that's what they feel like it feels like that it's like cousins I know this is such a but I, like I have to find a better way to talk about it because it sounds so dysfunctional it, well, it doesn't it sound, sound doesn't dysfunctional. It? You no. sound very sure in it and it works for you. But it's unconventional. It is. It's very unconventional. So I think that it's people just trying to get their, their heads around wh- how you, what your boundaries are. That's what but I'm curious it's about. It's only possible because it's two women. Right. Because it, obviously if I had been dating a guy, I couldn't have gone off and had a sperm donor baby. That would have been, right. no. that would have been no. too much. Yeah. yeah. Um, like that's, whose baby is that yeah. all the time? Like right. your, like your straight friend who was threatened. I mean, yeah. right. imagine exactly. your And you weren't even dating. But so, right. so it just, to me, it's sort of emblematic of the fact that women together can just create models that don't exist in yeah. the, in yeah. the, in the male-dominated world. <laughs> I mean, you're our most non-traditional family. Also, I have to say, we grow penises inside of us. That's we make also them. true. That's what amazing. What is we happening? Do make- <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> Speaking of babysitting. We were not speaking of babysitting, Jamie. Uh, I know, but I need to talk about babysitting <laughs> because I lost another uh, sitter. I hate that. I'm always losing sitters and it. I, I hate it. I'm always looking for coverage. No, always. And it's a pain in the butt. But you know what the good news is? Tell me. I just joined Care.com. And this time I got the premium I membership. love Care.com. I know, right? I used them last night. Mary and I had a date. Ooh. I know, we got out on the town. Well, the thing is, is like when I found out about Care.com is that you can just get them for an occasional sitter. I thought yeah. at first that they were only for nannies. But oh. I mean, you can get that too, but it's occasional sitters as well. I know, I know. And I love how you can just type in your zip code and then there's like tons of nannies to choose from. Oh, doesn't that make you feel like not so alone in the world? Mm-hmm. Like there's going to be help for your family. <laughs> yes, I we, love that. We need that. You know what else? What? I just learned this. I thought care.com was only for sitting, mm-hmm. babysitting. It's not. Mm-hmm. I was just looking around on the website and they also do pet care and house cleaning. You know I need this. I feel like you need both of those things. I do. I mean, not I, because you live in a slovenly house. Not at all. It's very clean. Oh, so much help. I mean, who doesn't need help? I think all families need help. Yeah. And listen, guys out there, if you're listening, I know you need help too. So <laughs> we're talking to you. If you check out care.com, you can save 30% off their premium membership by visiting care.com slash OCT when you subscribe. True that. I'm going to do it. Yep, true that. You're, stop saying true that. <laughs> so I have a question. Okay. When when your partner was pregnant, mm-hmm. were you afraid that you might like get attached to this baby? And Because my fear when Anne was pregnant was that I was going to want, well, I knew I was going to want the baby to want me more. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> and right. I was so afraid that the baby was going to want her more. Like, totally. Oh God, I had all of that. I tried to be as icy and psychopathic right. as I could. <laughs> 
But even I had a ceiling. So yeah. I was jealous. I was massively jealous of her. Not that sure. I wanted to be pregnant, but I didn't like the fact that she turned to other people for advice because what did I know? I right. You know, so... Yeah. I found that very excluding. I did worry that I would not be part of this, even though that was the whole point. Mm -hmm. Right. But I was part of it. Did it bring you closer? In some ways. And in some ways it was actually really dividing. And until mm. I got pregnant, that's what brought us closer. Because then ah. suddenly everybody knew what everybody else was talking about. Mm -hmm. But when it was, and this is why I knew that I could never, you know, have her baby be our baby. Because mm. I just wouldn't feel that it was the way that we both were with each other. Right. I mean, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is an element of competition. Like, you know, naturally you're competing for affection. Well, yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, like even to my wife and I, she was having a baby and we both wanted to birth a child. Right. Right. We both did. So I get that. Right. I can totally understand that. And it, there was so much fear wrapped around when Anne was pregnant. And that fear really did subside a lot once I got pregnant. Did it? Right. Yes. I th so I think that's normal. Mary mm -hmm. calls it the upside down triangle. Her, I mean, and some of this is her natural default setting, but she calls it like she always was afraid that I would be on the top of the triangle mm -hmm. and the baby would be and she would be down here. Right. And it was all about us. And she was no matter what was, no matter what it is, she's on the bottom. I totally I mean, felt that as well. Yeah. And then because I was pregnant with twins, then she got worried because she was like, you bastard. You now <laughs> want to Exactly. <laughs> dare you. And that's when she said, and I put it in the book, I'm going to have another one. That was her first response what? when I broke the news. She was like, I'm going to have another one. Oh. And I was like, go on then. Oh. <laughs> I feel like oh board games in your house must be like uber competitive. <laughs> We've never like, I'm just picturing you guys playing tennis, like smacking, <laughs> You're like, hitting oh, yeah. the ball back and forth. We did. Each we other. played ping pong once and it was <laughs> ugly. That sounds like yeah. not a bad idea. That sounds <laughs> not, like a bad idea. Let's not go there. So yeah, there was definitely an element of competition. But then yeah, once the absolute mess of having three kids under the age of three or whatever. Oh yeah. We, that's like an amazing and crucible for solidarity. Yeah. A I team. mean, you have to. Were yeah. you both at, at each other's births? Actually, I think I had a really good excuse, which was that it was my book launch in London. Oh, <laughs> no, but, career first. And, and, and the planning was difficult. Anyway, whatever. It's not, I, I actually can't, <laughs> were, it's not my story to tell. You don't come out bad here. Go. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. She was at, she was at the birth of, of my girls. She's one of these people who is amazing to have by your side mm. in, in the medical like mm -hmm. industrial complex because she is such a New Yorker. Like I, if someone could just inject me with cement and I'd be like, no, gosh, no, I'm sh no, I'm sure. No, it doesn't make sense. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas she is just cross-questioning doctors all of the time. Oh, I so love that. Good. What do the kids call each of you? First names. Have you ever heard the kids, has anyone ever asked them to describe their family? And have you ever heard, overheard like them describe it? Oh, or? Yeah. It's really interesting. This, my girl's aren't quite old enough. Although yeah. I'm trying to get them, like I'm trying to integrate it all from the day one, like you're supposed sure. to, but yes. they're showing zero interest. So every oh, time yeah. I go down the slipstream of where they came from, they're just like zone out. Right. I think the way that it's, we're probably going to present it just for like family history at school is just single parent because it's, this, this isn't, anything this is like a relationship thing it's nothing that it's they not can put into like given that i, I can't put right. it into words i can't and really expect how can a five-year-old right. yeah. to do yeah. it as they get older though it will require some extra bit of narrative you got another couple of years yeah. on that and i think i mean i think we just explain it as a different way of being a family yeah mm -hmm. what i love about it is it just seems like as much as you are struggling for the words you know what it is yeah and it works for you guys is what it sounds like to me yeah i think it does in the day-to-day -day, there's no ambiguity it's right. like these are the pillars of the kids lives and mm -hmm. they're here and they're completely solid and they're completely reliable mm -hmm. And it's not complicated. It's just when you hold it up against the model of what it should be in inverted yes. commas that it starts to look kind of deranged. Right. <laughs> and when you try to explain it. Yeah. Because there are no words. It's just, it's your family and it works. Yeah. Yeah. 
especially heterosexual couples who I talk to, there are so many of my female friends are like, oh my God, if I could get away with living in a different house, right? that would be awesome. I feel like you have, Mary and I always talk about, we want to have a divorced father that didn't like, doesn't have anything to do with us. Yeah. That takes our kids like two days a week. <laughs> right. Right. And like, right. and it's like, so it's like, we get to still stay together. Yeah. But someone takes the kids. Yeah. A friendly ex. Like, yeah. Right, it totally. feels like you have that, but like little friends with benefits too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't get all that many business, benefits. But, but do you, does she take your kids sometimes? Yeah. For you? We switch. We switch. Uh, like what we both hate so doing nice. is having all three at once. Cause it's just so yeah. hard. Hellish. They're but so young. Yeah. Too. Yeah. But not for long though. When they get a little bit older, my kids are seven and nine. Oh, okay. It's going to be fantastic. Yes, that's true. Because then also- they'll just be like keeping each other company and punching each other. Yeah, right. So we're nearly there. Oh, but at the moment, we, she takes one of mine mm-hmm. just to give me a, a minute off. Or I take hers and we switch. That's nice. You get one on one time yeah. with the twins. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. So that, I mean, that works. Yeah. That works. I think it's beautiful. Jamie loves everybody. <laughs> no, I think it's beautiful. I think what you have going is amazing and you seem so confident and sure of it. I am. I am. I bet writing a book helped you process oh, it. It did. You know what? I, ha- I have to say, I kind of felt I owed it to the kids. Hmm. Can you imagine what how unclear I was before I wrote the book? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this is where I am now. What your outline was <laughs> yeah. like, uh, I might talk about. And yeah. Then- <laughs> yeah. Well, the first draft got returned to me from my publisher with the note. Full stop. Yeah, exactly. It was like, you managed yet again to write a memoir in which you reveal nothing of yourself. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so I had another crack. Damn it. I, yeah. th- I think we got a good taste of you reading your book. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely. Everyone should read it. It's so fantastic. There. Thank yeah. you. Book. Your voice is definitely in there. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much for coming by. This was, I mean, fantastic. Oh, I loved, I loved it. it. Yeah, I know. Is there anything else you want to tell us? The thing I always come back to is that it felt to me like the insane period was the period of decision making, which is mm, always yeah. the case with everything. If yep. it's a job or emigrating or whatever, it's like making the decision feels so horrifying. And the minute you've done it, it's continues to be really hard. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you're all in. But it's hard in an ordinary way. I yeah. just feel like none of this, in spite of all the words and everything, it's just deeply ordinary. Yeah, the fear gets in the way. Our non-traditional families are deeply ordinary. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's part of what we're exposing in a weird way yeah. in, in the podcast. It's just that we're all just like you, struggling for, yeah. to find a sitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, And like being resentful and jealous of each other and competing yeah. for the kids' affection. Like it's yeah. the dynamic is not that, that much different from any other. Yeah. Our, well, thank you again for coming oh, in. It was my great pleasure. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. Wow. wow. Beautiful. I mean, don't, don't we love the Emma Brocks? <laughs> I, I love the Emma Brocks. That oh. was terrible. I don't. I, I'm not I, even going to try. The, no, that was the worst. Well. When she says dither, I think it sounds dirty. Like did like diddle. <laughs> I I loved her. What a fun conversation. Oh, so great. And I just and what an interesting story. And, and a great. You know what? Their setup works for them, and yeah. I love that. And I, I love. I just I like. I love how she absolutely knows what she wants, and then maybe also doesn't at all. And I kind of love that. <laughs> and she's like totally open about. Yeah. Honest about that. Yeah. I, I want to come over there for dinner. Speaking of going to people's houses see, for let's dinner. Let's be inappropriate and ask <laughs> Emma on air because we didn't do it in person because we we're too scared <laughs> to invite us over for dinner. <laughs> but and, I want to do both yeah. places. No, we should do appetizers in Elle's apartment and then dinner up at her apartment. Yeah, let's do or that. Or vice versa. We're, you know, listen, we're not demanding. We'll bring cheese platter. Anyway, you guys should definitely check out our social media. Today because today we are announcing the winner of our LV giveaway. Yes. 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 That LV. Uh-huh. The number one Kegel trainer 
worldwide. We are giving it away today. You guys are going to be so mad that you didn't sign up for this. For our mailing list on ovariestalk.com because mm-hmm. that's where that's how you entered. You could still sign up. You still can. But we're going to announce that today. So be sure to check it. And while you're there, like we said, sign up for our, our mailing list mm-hmm. on ovariestalk.com. But you can also follow us on the Insta. Yes, ovaries underscore talk and Facebook if these ovaries could talk. And Twitter ovaries talk. Mm-hmm. And we have to give a huge thank you to Songfinch, mm-hmm. RX Bar, and Care.com. And don't forget to use the <laughs> promo code that we gave you on your next purchase yes. for them, for okay. all three of their sponsors. They're fantastic. We love them. I just ate an RX Bar earlier. Oh, and you might notice coming up, Songfinch is uh, giving us a little <sighs> portion of that song that we're going to be using as our outro. So I, I feel like we should stop talking so that people can hear it. Oh my God. I walk around singing it all the time, I which now you all will too. Uh, uh, <laughs> Look out, stop. Anyways, it's time. Okay. Eggs. Ovaries. Out. If these ovaries could talk, they would say. Eggs, ovaries, out.